Hello everybody, how's it going and welcome back to the As Always podcast, this is episode 158 and today, and wait, whoa, whoa, holy shit, I am your host James, I'm joined as always by Tyler, is what I was trying to say there. I as always that has was. got my friend, that was weird. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I, it's like everything went completely wrong there. Um, yeah, well you've, I've been doing this COVID. intro for years and uh, yeah, everything went to shit. Your only excuse is you've got COVID right now. Let's I do have COVID. I do have COVID. Way. That's why I look particularly like shit today, more so than usual for anyone who's wondering. Um, before, you know, you start commenting mean things that really hurt my feelings. Um, I'm not able to get much sleep these days. Um, every night I'm coughing a lot. So it's oh, it's just great. I'm absolutely loving my life right now at the minute. So everything's fantastic. Um, how are you, Tyler? I'm... I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> I've got okay. no, no... That's good. Yeah, i got no complaints. Yeah. I'm happy for um, you. Thanks, man. Um, this episode is a day late because I was away on the week- over the weekend, and it was really good, and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Yeah, that's good. But, yeah, but unfortunately now, David Jerome, um, for those who don't know, has once again left for fucking a year overseas again, so... God damn. Yeah. Yeah which is unfortunate but that this last weekend hung out, hung out with um, my boys and we, we went to a music festival had a great fucking time nice. it was a good send off so mm-hmm. I'm, it was good to get a break <clears throat> I was fucking water weight cutting last week and that was awful awful experience so yep. it was nice to be able to eat food and be hydrated um, mm-hmm. it was beautiful so I'm stoked to be here today Horizon Forbidden West is out. There's a lot of stuff to go over, a lot of gaming to talk about, a lot of news to talk about, um, and I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, of course, before we get into any of these topics, if you like what you're listening to here or you're seeing here and you want to see here more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always. And for just as little as $1 a month, you get exclusive access to over 130 episodes of the Clubhouse podcast. That's the best podcast oh. on the internet. The Clubhouse Podcast, the People's mm-hmm. Podcast, powered by you, the people. Plus, lots of cool bonuses, perks, rewards. Check out the different tiers. Go check it out. There's a public episode of Clubhouse that's right here on the Four Pillars Network that came out yesterday yeah. at the time that this is released. So, you should definitely go check that out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and, of course, we've got to thank our producers, which is one of the tiers you can uh, grab onto if you had a Patreon. We've got to thank those producers because they do make this show happen. We wouldn't be here without them. So, thank you. Ollie, the superior Ollie, Avery Dobbs, Clark 53, Damien, Epic Alaric, or Gilgadad's Shining Shaft, Ferentino, Flash Paradox, Franco, Jesper Olsen, Kingrich, the third, Ryan Hafer, Tristan Weaver, Viridian, and Ballsack 47. Thank you, you sweet vintage lads, for helping power this podcast. James, um, what else is new other than you've got COVID? Um, uh, that's not new, though. That's old. Um, that is so old. That is I... old. Well, sort of, because what was the last <coughs> Four Pillars podcast? You had it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you didn't think it was COVID from memory. Yeah. You were yeah. Like, nah, no, yeah. Not COVID. Like, yeah. I didn't, th- I didn't I think, think it was do. COVID. It didn't I feel think... the same as when I had it that first time. And I was like, there's no way I have COVID. It's not fucking COVID. I'm, you know? And I did, I did two like, you know, tests <laughs> at home and they both were, they were both negative. And I was like, yeah, I don't have COVID, but Elva convinced me to do a, like have a do a proper test we both went and had a proper test hers was negative but yeah. mine was positive and so i was like well, okay well there it is i guess i do have covid um 
So that's that. And it's still here. I've literally, I've, I've had this for two weeks now, over two, just over two weeks now. And it's still here. It's not going okay. away. Um, uh, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's, it's such a bitch. I fucking hate it. And it's annoying yeah. as well because, like, I've had this script written out for the Shadow of War video for, like, a week and a half now. I can't fucking record it because my voice is all, I still sound, like, sick. And I don't want this that is literally to be the like conversation we the had on the last as always podcast, wasn't it? I know. Or, no, or was it the last Club S podcast? I don't even know. But I'm whatever it was, yeah. Four the pillars, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking annoying. I wanted I wanted to get this video out like before Horizon, which I would have been able to do um, if I wasn't sick. But now I'm just it's whatever. It'll come out at some point. It's not like my Horizon video is going to come out anytime soon. That's going to take me a bit, but. Yeah. Um, but you've already done a Horizon video as well. So. Well, I have already done a Horizon video, yeah. So, like, I'm up to date. I'm, I'm up, you know, I've got my initial sort of mini review out. So, that's cool. That's out. Now I can just wait a while and perfect my, my big, big yeah. video on it. Um, and I have yeah. the Shadow War video out before that. So, it is fine. It's just annoying, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's super frustrating. I don't know. I feel, I feel bad for you. That's fucking shit. Yeah, but it do be like in, in good news the Horizon Bid West is out and it is out obviously big portion of last episode of the podcast was Horizon Bid West a big portion of this episode is going to be our spoiler free deep dive discussion of Horizon Forbidden West after we've both played I mean I don't know a significant amount of time James I'm, I know you played way more than me simply too much um, I would I would I would dare to say so since like two days of the game being released. You're like I played twenty hours. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking I have, about? I have played much more than twenty hours now. It's, Dude, that's uh, it's crazy. Insane. It's crazy. I mean, I, I I it's I said this before, but like I uh, I said it in my video, but I haven't played a game this religiously probably since Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, like normally I can I can play a game for like I play like maybe three hours a day or something. I'll, yeah. and then I'll like chill out and do something else work on a video do something but because I've got COVID I've literally not like I don't I can't work like I've got there's nothing I can do I can't record my video I've, I've done all the work towards it now I've just got to wait um, yeah so I've got nothing none of that to do I gotta isolate so I can't actually go anywhere um, the only other thing I could I do mean, is you like go anywhere anyway, but yeah. no that's that's very true but if the options not there now um, but um, or I, you know, I would just like, you know, hang out with Elva and do something. But I, don't, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't like her. Um, so, you know, I'm just playing Horizon now, um, and I've been playing it a lot. So I reckon I've probably put like forty hours into it or something. Um, right. But it's very fun. I'm enjoying it. So that's there's the upside to that. I've I'm, I I haven't I have enjoyed completely no lifing the game um, for the past couple of days. Um, it's been a been a nice experience. It feels like I'm, uh, you know, doing what I used to do when I was a kid, and I could just play games crazy long amounts of times, which is it's fun. So it's, it's fun. Um, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, f this is similar to you. This feels like a first for me for a while with Horizon Midwest. <clears throat> it's the first time I've been at work or been somewhere through the day and thought to myself, "Fuck." I can't wait to get home tonight and play Horizon. Like, yeah, yeah. that's the first time I've had that, I think, since Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. I would say. That's the last time I thought to myself, fuck, I just can't wait to, to play this game again and, like, and get home. Usually it's like, oh, I'll just play a game because 
because I've got time. Oh, yeah, I'll play that. But literally, mm. I was at work today and I was like actively thinking about the game. And I'm like, wow, it's been a very, very long time since that's happened. Yeah. Very, very yeah. long time since that's happened. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so it, it is just that, that yeah, it, it's that good. It's that good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get into Horizon straight away. We've got to keep mm-hmm. people here, right? Um, but we will deep dive into it without story spoilers, but we'll deep dive into some basic setup, basic plot from the early portion of the game and then some general stuff of just gameplay mechanics, world, all, all that sort of great stuff. That's going to happen on this episode and we will do a Forbidden West spoiler cast, no doubt, um, as an episode of the Four Pillars podcast as well in the coming weeks. So... Stay tuned for that. It's not going to be the next episode because I'm certainly not going to be finished next week, but I'd say the one after that will be the episode. Uh, spoiler cast for Horizon Forbidden West. My internet's dropped. Let's cut from here. <laughs> that, that Yeah, it, it's that good. It's that good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't want to get into Horizon straight away. We've got to keep mm-hmm. people here, right? Um, Did the call just disconnect? What the fuck? It's 19 minutes past. That doesn't normally happen. I've been caught. Caught, caught my pants down here. Shocked. And alone. Yep. You're right, Josh. It's just me and you now. Well, I suppose it's not. You've got both footages in your in your editing timeline. You might not even be listening to this. I might be talking to completely to myself. Um, but that's all right. I have to occupy myself somewhere, I suppose. Man, I feel like shit. That's great, though. I'm so happy I feel this way. I'm just feeling amazing. My my health has never been better. Ah, fuck. Yo, hello. And again. we're back. Um, I was just saying that we'll be doing a spoiler cast, um, for the Four Pillars podcast in the coming weeks as well. So yes, the people have that to look forward to. Um, very nice and very cool. Which is which is exciting, super exciting. Um, yeah. But there's a few topics that I want to dive into before we get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been sort of uh, around in the news the last couple of weeks. Obviously, next week though, there's a big movie out, James. Ooh. Do you know what movie that is? Next week. Um... The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Oh, that's next week. Holy shit! It's next yeah. week. Y- yeah, dude. Yeah, oh my dude. god, that's so much closer yeah. than I thought it was. Where's the time gone? Yeah, I know. I know. February is a short exciting. month. It is a short month. That is fact. That's a fact. Yeah. <clears throat> so as ten, the the time feels different. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Even with those extra, even with those just just two days less, and all of a sudden you're like, wait, February's over. Yeah, it is. It's done. <clears throat> wow. Can't believe it. Yeah, how do you feel? Like, they've obviously put so much material out. Those reviews starting to come out. The press has seen it. Um, seen some interviews with the cast. It, lots of trailers. What, what are your feelings? What are your thoughts heading into next week? Uh, and predictions for The Batman. 
Um, I've not seen a lot of material from the film. I've not really looked at much. Um, I saw, obviously, some of the trailers as they came out. Excuse me. Um, But I... The last thing I think I watched was the the scene. I I think it's at a funeral or something. I can't remember. I watched it a while ago. But the the clip they put out, uh, that's the last thing I saw. I've not really seen anything else. And I'm pretty content with that because I'm going to see the film um so i don't really need to see anything else from it and it's it is so soon now so i'm just sort of i'm just looking for oh shit did i give you covid yeah i've got covid from you oh no i'm so sorry yeah um but yeah the film film looks really sick and i'm i'm just so excited to see you know where they take it and where it goes and what the actual story is and how it plays out because we don't know a great deal about that at least i don't think we do um for at least from what i've seen it's sort of like you know we know bits and pieces but we don't really know how the whole movie plays out what direction it's going in um what sort of themes and like sort of subjects they're trying to they're trying to tackle here so i'm just very much looking forward to seeing this film and just seeing how everything plays out and how they execute batman and all of those things because i think it just everything else just the vibe and the tone and the, the art style everything just looks so nice um the this i mean i'd be very shocked if this film isn't great to be honest yeah i completely agree everything from the tone cinematography art style music and just the casting looks absolutely phenomenal um Mm -hmm. i i've been a big fan of the casting of robin pattinson robert pattinson robin pattinson robert pattinson (laughs) um yeah batman and robin um easy confusion um robert pattinson uh, you know since it was announced and i just think he's a tremendous actor um yeah and and everything we've seen so far has proven proven right and i i love like you said the riddler's the the villain of this Mm -hmm. one i've always just thought they've never done riddler very well in live action and they is definitely an underused villain from his potential and i love the way they go with this very detective heavy very grounded um and 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 in terms of tone it does sort of feel like i I know this is a weird comparison because it's a different movie different time but joker obviously was meant to be done in this sort of ultra realistic but also weird comic book heavy combination to try to balance the two really well and it feels like that's what this movie's also trying to do yeah like the nolan trilogy was very no this is what would this is this if it was real type thing whereas this the batman sort of feels like it's taking the comic book fantasy and trying to make the fantasy real i don't know if that is articulating about no i know what you mean for sure yeah um which is you know very, very very cool to see and I still mm-hmm. am this hope, hopeful because there's apparently news that they they are developing a second Joker film. Um, mm-hmm. The if they're going to have a Joker in this sort of Batverse, which it seems like they this is one of several Batman movies they're going to be doing with Robert Pattinson. Um, well, mm-hmm. hopefully, um, especially if this movie slaps and everyone loves yeah, it. Yeah, which I th- I think it will. I think it will. I think it's going to yeah. get a lot of good buzz around it. And I hope so. Um, I think Batman needs a resurgence. Spider-Man's dominating um, at mm-hmm. the moment, but I feel like in some ways that's also helping Batman because it's sort of like the return to the top of the, I guess, the old school superheroes. They're not really old school, but you know what I'm saying? Like when we grew up, it was Spider-Man and Batman. 
Mm-hmm. They were huge. They were the big superheroes, and now it's Iron Man, Captain America. Yeah. And now, but Spider Man's the big one now. Um, and it feels just like, oh, and so, so is Batman. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit of like a, a cycle, and hopefully, I don't know, it, it, that the fact that Spider Man's at the top, can, I don't know, could something help Batman? Mm hmm. That these big superhero movies are still popular, even though everyone, every time there's one of these big Marvel movies, everyone's like, well, that's it the end of the superhero era people are over it and then they put out another big movie and it's like no it's not people love it mm-hmm. people I do love it that's well. true but yeah i think it'll do well and i think like having batman as sort of like a counter to the mcu in a way because it's not the same sort of film um yeah. is sort of is is nice as well because it's good to see something a little bit different um as much as i do love the mcu and i'm not trying to shit on the mcu and say oh we need the different stuff it's like the only thing we've had really to counter the mcu has been the dceu which sucks so it's nice to see (coughs) something like the batman um and the joker obviously as well um uh which was you know a great film that twitter now hates for some reason but um joker was great and it looks like the batman is also going to be really great as well so hopefully you know dc can do more of that and we'll have two you know set of superhero sort of things at once that are different from each other um which i think is always nice to have those those sort of counters there which is fun so yeah i think it, i think it'll be great yeah me too me too um in terms of more live action stuff um since we last mm-hmm. spoke the lord of the rings rings of yeah. power first trailer dropped now we did talk about it a bit on clubhouse um we did but i did i we did we did talk a little bit about it on clubhouse not not a lot just at the start of the show oh okay i don't remember that yeah we just talked about the trailer in general and we we're talking about the big time gaps remember that oh yeah i do remember that now yeah yeah but i, I want to talk to you about the controversy that's surrounding controversy okay. the trailer and and tolkien fans because I, I, I see a lot of a lot of this online um, with with the Tolkien Lord of the Rings fandom that's that's about and there's two different sort of sides I see neither like this trailer okay right neither are excited for this movie because they're skeptical purists and mm-hmm. Tolkien fans are very terrifying I'll be honest as one myself they're yeah. just yeah. very elitist very aggressive very knowledgeable of Tolkien yeah and am i one of them yeah i get i get it i do get it yeah yeah um but one side of the controversy is this the fact that there's female fronted dwarves and um uh people of color characters right it's apparently woke culture it's apparently um you know political agenda that sort of stuff yeah um and that's the only reason they're adding these characters in so that's one side of it yeah and then that would have have been me that would have been me five years ago i'd have been right on that train i'm sure yeah um there's you know because they're not being true to the source material and what what was written there was no you know black people that were characters and it's like well that's a fucking weird hill to die on. In fact, yeah, that's yeah. also not true because there are characters in Tolkien described as having dark skin or mm-hmm. tanned skin and things like that. Like, So that's not really true. There just wasn't any people of colour in the Lord of the Rings movies. 
other mm. than the Easterlings, who are the bad guys. So that's you take that what you will. And that's like. not me saying it's a racist film because they're my favorite films of all time. <laughs> they're ra- the racist the films. That's it. That's We've it's concluded not, that no, here and now ca- on the other way's podcast. Case. That's not the case. It's not over. Case. It's um, done. The case just, is over. I'm just simply pointing out an observation here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do what you want with that. Um, but I just think that's such a weird thing for people to be focused on personally, especially because yeah. in, in the text there are, again, people of, of color or described as having darker skin. So I don't really understand the big deal. And it's not like there's not female dwarves. I think part of it is some of those characters in particular are made up characters. They're not Tolkien originals. Right. So I think some of that they're using as the excuse. Or or that's why, let's say, a Tolkien fan might say they're only in there because of um, political reasons. They're only oh, in there because like of forced work culture. diversity. Yeah, they're like forced diversity because that's to make up a character. a character. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I partly can see how, from their point of view, that care about that stuff have then made that conclusion. You know what I mean? That doesn't then surprise yeah. me that I they've guess. come to that yeah. conclusion. Um, but the, there's the other side, and this is my favorite side of the Tolkien fandom. They think that anyone that's upset about woke cultures mad at the wrong thing, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. Right. They're trying to get us talking about woke culture when the real, real bad stuff is the fact that the show is going to be horrendous and going right. to spit on the law and they're not showing us any details and they're getting us talking about woke culture and not talking about the fact that there's no plot given in this trailer. Like, there's people that are like, nah, this shit's a distraction. This is... This is that's, like that's insane. Yeah, no, I know, dude. It's that's it, absolutely it, insane. Yeah, yeah. Why would you think that? <laughs> well, because the show's going to be trash, and they don't want us talking about how it's not being true to Tolkien's law, and they're making stuff up. But they're getting us to really focus on highlight because they even made they they made Prime Video made a made a video that I think I saw that was unlisted. Uh, on their mm-hmm. channel and it was like a panel of, of people of colour um, discussing diversity being in Middle Earth for the first time and what that means so I yeah. think they're like so is there see they're trying to put out this content that's so specific to this and it's not because they care about that it's a distraction because they don't want us talking about how the show's gonna suck and I'm like <laughs> wow make any sense. it's such a leap dude it's such a leap oh, that's and crazy. there's one guy I saw who was like dressed in a full like medieval outfit outfit mm-hmm. and he was sitting at some like medieval table doing his video and he was yeah. talking about how it's all a distraction and how he studied not just medieval culture and Tolkien literature but he's also studied woke movement so he understands how they think <laughs> and it's like <laughs> what does that mean dude. I don't know dude but oh, it was wild I wish I could find it for you but I was like this is <clears throat> mental and does this guy know Tolkien really well yeah I'm not saying he doesn't I'm just saying He's still an insane person. Mm, that's still wow. an insane person. But have yeah. you heard about that? Is what I'm trying to get at. And no. what are your thoughts on that? Uh, what are my thoughts? I don't think there's a problem here at all. I think the show could very well suck. Um, although I'm not a Tolkien purist, I don't know a lot about Tolkien lore and and, and Middle Earth and all of that stuff. So, to me, watching this um, show is going to be. Uh, I'm not going to at every point be comparing it to you know, Tolkien's writing and stuff and all of his work. I'm just going to be viewing it as a show. Yeah, I know you are. Um, yeah. I'm just going to be viewing it as a show. 
um that is you know I'll, I'll, obviously the the comparison i can draw it to is like the films um because i'm sure they want to take inspiration from the the world that they created there in those films and the way that it looks i mean that's why they filmed it in new zealand at least the first season um is because you know that's sort of the representation of middle earth that we have and I, it's so i guess there'll be that comparison for me like how how much does this feel like the lord of the rings films but other than that i guess i'm just going to be viewing it as something brand new um and so to me i guess it w- i guess it'll be sort of like a true test of like is this just a good show on its own um without any like knowledge of the source material similar to like how i went into the witcher i guess because a lot of people really didn't like the witcher but that's because they're drawing that comparison to the books which by the way after reading blood of elves it's not even the same story like it's not even close it's not even the same thing it's fucking weird it's crazy they just invented something completely new when they made the show um wow that's so bizarre i I really thought the point of it was to stay close to um yeah it's weird season one was season one was very close um, well i guess that's why i thought you assume season two is going to be the same it just was not at all it's a different story it's so weird um but uh, so i can understand why people weren't happy with that but um obviously for me like going into the witcher without having read the books was like i could just take it for what it was and i i didn't i did enjoy season two i thought it was really good um that being said i also really enjoy blood of elves as well i think it's a great book as well so i i like both and i can see them as separate different things um but going into you know the rings of power is going to be sort of like a yeah i'm I'm going in without any pre-knowledge of any of this stuff other than what you've talked about on podcasts um yeah so uh yeah i guess that'll sort of be yeah when i can give my opinion on that will sort of be like you know what is this like from the point of view of someone that doesn't really know anything about any of this stuff and has just watched lord of the rings and the hobbit um and that'll be interesting i suppose an interesting take um uh which you know we'll see we'll see where that goes but it could just be a terrible show as well we don't really know now here's uh, i just was thinking about this as well for like what are we going to do on the network for it because i want to do something for every episode of this show at least mm-hmm. for this first season, right? Because I will see it through at least the first season. Yeah. And we've got, like, Streamcast in the network, but one, it's not my show. I can't just hijack it. I mean, I can, obviously, because it is. But I was just being polite. But I mean, like... And I mean this also with the greatest respect. Eddie and Sheps don't like The Lord of the Rings, right? Because yeah, they're, they're idiots. That We do know they're actually idiots. <laughs> um, they're actual idiots. They're actually yeah. Court dumb. jesters, some might say. Well, they're, well, they're actually dumb and that we know that <laughs> they um, actually have half a brain it's true so it, between them and that's been yeah generous. yeah yeah between them and they share what, what i want to say is this you can't pay me enough money in the world to sit and co-host that show with them and talk about this when yep. you have my tolkien knowledge and you want me to sit with their brain dead husks and <laughs> pretend they know anything about anything you know what i yeah, mean yeah. so either i do like a sub series <clears throat> of streamcast because or do i make my own show that's the same show on the same channel you know what i'm saying how do we do this you could what i'm just saying is a... they can't be on, they can't be on the episodes that I yeah do. yeah yeah forget them um we could do we could just you could do like an as always spoiler cast but just you I if could, you want that's true yeah well i mean i'm happy to do it with you I mean, I, I, oh, thanks, but man. I assume you don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, there's an extra podcast a week. It's a, uh, yeah, that is a lot yeah, of think, stuff. Think about it. A lot. How many episodes are in the season? I don't know, but too many. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it would be an interesting thing because if because you with all your Tolkien law, you can go through that and you can talk about it and bounce it off yeah. me, and I can talk yeah. about what it was like to watch it. Um, from, as yeah, someone I think it doesn't know a lot, yeah. so it'd be quite yeah. an interesting thing. So yeah, maybe we could do that. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll try and squeeze in another podcast um, between suicide yeah. attempts. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is tough because there's a lot. Yeah, of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Ah, why is it always so funny? Uh, oh, it man. Be funny. It's awful, but I just make it's you always laugh. funny, isn't really it? Really laugh every time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, whew, I am. Um, I am actually. I started rereading the Silmarillion in prep. Oh yeah, you did say that. Yeah. On yeah. Clubhouse. And I'm a, a good a good quarter of the way through it again, and I'm just like, fuck. This mm-hmm. is just a. This world's unbelievable. Middle Earth mm-hmm. is just un unfucking believable, and I, I'm just loving being back, and I'm just pumped because the biggest Lord of the Rings fan I know in my life is David Jerome, and the other day he goes me, Tyler, I think it's going to be a shit show, and I said, David, even if it's shit, let's just enjoy the fact that we can talk about Lord of the Rings and it's topical again, and like we yeah. can brag about our Tolkien knowledge, and it sort of be topical and cool, and people will think we know stuff about it. He's like, that's true. I'll take that. That's the if that's yeah. what we get out of it, I'm fine with that. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking about Lord of the Rings now more than we ever have um, since we've been doing the, this show. So that excites me. People will be rewatching the movies. We can celebrate the movies before the show starts, and hopefully, it's at least an episode or two that's good before it goes total shit, which is probably what I expect. Yeah, yeah. I hope I th- it's good. I do hope it's good. Um, but it's difficult with Lord of the Rings because obviously, mm-hmm. like. So much. You're talking of what about was quite like, literally a hundred years of lore. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where like because Lord of the Rings was like it's so old, uh, relatively yeah, speaking, so old. and it's yeah. it's it's like you never we're never going to get anything new from the source, and yes. so it's like when you when you look at like something like Game of Thrones or I'm trying to think of something else that's like Star Wars based on something. No, like based on a. You know, a book a book or something harry potter um, yeah well, when you get things like that it's like you get the you get the author working with the directors and like they put together something that's quite authentic and like you build from that whereas you can't do that with this with um, an author that's been dead for 60 years yeah exactly so it's like yeah. it's just trying your best to get it right um so it's uh it's an interesting one i i really do hope it's good though i do hope it's good because it would be nice to have something new lord of the rings related because it's such a great universe with so much rich lore that it would be yeah. a shame to have it not tapped into in like a good way yeah yeah i, I mean i think there'll be certainly layers to it that i really enjoy and i because i just i love the world so much but i don't just love the world as a piece of literature i also absolutely love 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 the world visually and on screen and its screen adaptations and i still love the hobbit even though i don't love it even close to Lord of the Rings so it's just the, the on-screen world has is, is always been something I love too mm-hmm. so I think I'm more partisan to giving it a chance and maybe liking it more than a regular Tolkien fan uh, and again they are focusing on the second age which is the least focus on age during the Silmarillion and the, and the text that are written there's not a lot written in the second age it's a lot of skimmed mm-hmm. up stuff so yeah sure there's room to not totally fuck stuff up but there's going to be yeah. definitely really important points that they need to cover and they need to do well 
you know um, yeah. like Morgoth and the rise of Sauron and the corruption of Numenor and the fall of Numenor and the, and the different elven tribes and, and 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 doing a good prologue few episodes with the Maya and the um, Valar and the First Age as well and set up Elrond Galadriel like there's just so much to go over and that's what like excited me when they're mentioning they're going to go over like some really in first aid ship but then i guess it does make me a bit nervous as well because that's a lot of stuff to cover yeah and when and when you start covering that stuff where do you stop to the point where all of us look it's a like a tolkien nerd will be like well well they skipped over this bit why didn't that you know i just mm-hmm. know how it's gonna be with these book fans they're fucking crazy yeah. people it's gonna be so toxic it's true I yeah yeah well, i'm sure it is the Tolkien fan <clears throat> super super toxic um and i didn't know that until recently i'd say probably in the last week i've been like wow these people are fucked but mm-hmm. visually the trailer looks really good i thought i thought it used enough like it had some good mountain shots over that's clearly just new zealand that we just love to see and you're like yep that's middle earth and then you have yeah. that like sort of hobbit like creature that might become what becomes a hobbit but there's like a halfling type creature that's sort of clearly the narrator of that trailer um mm-hmm. and i really like that because i'd love for there to be some through line thread where there's an important sort of observer of the story that we see here and it's a halfling just because obviously hobbits are so important to the major through lines of the story and what happens in middle earth it'd be nice to see them as sort of almost observers to what's happening here mm-hmm um, as just this little sub story that's not really the main story, but just this sort of overarching thing that pops up and like a motif almost. Yeah. Um, but that's the sort of vibe I got from the trailer. You know, when you see them sort of looking up at like that shooting star or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you remember. But Numenor looks fucking sick. It looks like Gondorish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of fun stuff. Visually. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of practical effects. Yeah, there's a lot of CG, but pop, I feel like it's less than the Hobbit ad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like an in-between. Mm-hmm. No, but it's yeah. visually nice, the trailer, for sure. I, I like how it looked. Super nice. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought so, too. Um, What the... F- there's also that an anime, um, the... Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the War of the Rohirrim. So Excited. I mean, I probably will watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I probably will watch it. Tyler watches anime. Yeah. Yeah, I probably will watch it and I'll probably do... And I'd even do a podcast on it if you wanted to. Oh my God, imagine that. Yeah. I mean, it's Lord of the Rings and it's only right that, you know, it's a bit more important than my disdain for cartoons (laughs) is my love for Lord of the Rings. (coughs) Yeah. Fuck. Yep. You sound terrible. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, did we talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? I don't believe so. There's a pretty big trailer for that as well. Yeah, that's true, there was. What did you what did you think of um this trailer for Doctor Strange? It was solid. It was a good trailer. I thought it was, you know, real nice, real good, has all the right vibes. Um yeah, it just looks like a really solid... Like, it's going to be a really solid film. Um, I don't know what all these, these rumoured cameos are going to be about and how that's going to play into it and how yeah. major it'll be as part of the plot or whatever. Um, 
but what do you think the biggest cameo is going to be what could be the most realistic believable big surprise that comes through um the i don't know i don't know like believable i don't know but i do think i heard there's the, a tom cruise yeah i was gonna say the tom cruise iron man is one where i'm like people are talking about it so much that i could believe it would happen so yeah maybe yeah. that you know deadpool what are your thoughts on deadpool maybe i mean there's been rumors that like wolverine is gonna show up but it's not gonna be hugh jackman as wolverine it's gonna be someone else yeah um which is also captain odd. marvel's in the trailer yeah which would make sense because miss marvel's this is miss marvel's introduction to the mcu which mm-hmm. is surprising because i thought a show was supposed to be out before this movie but i don't yeah, think I that's too. the case i think i think this is her introduction interesting yeah so yeah. we see miss marvel the, the only other character that i was sort of curious about that's in this movie or well, not curious it obviously makes sense but how are they explaining rachel mcadams character she's obviously the love interest of yeah, strange yeah. she just hasn't been around and he's been in like five more movies and they where they're getting married yeah i don't know what's going on there but i guess like, we'll find out like you're supposed to tell us oh yeah she's just always been around they just never mentioned her for years yeah there's she's never just, been a mention around you know but it, she visits but, the sanctum sometimes says hi yeah yeah it's just it's just weird especially even in one of the shots it's dr strange waking up in a bed alone you know what i mean in the sanctum and it's yeah. like okay. maybe there's a maybe there's a story reason for it maybe they'll go into that hopefully maybe it's part of the multiverse and it's like a vision of a different universe where he gets married i don't know yeah maybe we'll find out we'll find out i'm sure and then he's in narnia and there's minotaurs that happens does that Um, really happen i don't know there's a minotaur i saw the trailer i don't remember the trailer to be honest with you yeah um Um, here's something i want to throw at you here's something i want to throw you because here's the biggest and it's not a big theory like wow what a genius you are tyler it's a pretty common fan theory here but it's what i think this movie's gonna be about uh, I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, that Scarlet Witch is the villain of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon so too. Do you reckon it's going to be a big trick of hers and she goes full evil in this movie? I like. I feel like she's going to be a major character in this sense if we go down her psyche again, similar to WandaVision, but we actually see her go down this really dark path. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think she's probably going to be a villain. I mean, that there's that line where she says, like, what is it? Like, when you break the rules, like, you're the hero you or whatever. Hero. But when I do it... Uh, whatever like it's not the, oh, it's not villain. fair or whatever yeah, yeah. i think uh, that's like to me every i feel like everyone i've seen people on twitter like being like oh that's such a cool line she's yes, so queen. right but yeah. i think that's that's a, that sounds like uh, sounds like village shit i think she's about to go really evil like she's gonna say that and then attack strange or something and they're gonna fight you know i don't know i, I don't get vibes that that's like a cool heroic line that's that seems very villainous to me um, yeah so I feel like that's sort of going to be yeah that's sort of an indication to me I don't know I feel like Wanda's going to going to become the villain in some way and I um, sort of love that she would be yeah like <clears throat> such a powerful villain like she yeah, could yeah. be a villain for years like yeah. like if you look at Loki what a sort of villain he was like overarching like he's not necessarily the number one villain like the Thanos but a major key villain for many years and i think they could do that with scarlet witch and she would be incredible because obviously elizabeth olsen is incredible as this character i'd love to mm. see something different with her and it go down this direction yeah for sure yeah for sure and it'd be nice to explore like you know can you redeem her is there a redemption there to be had or is she completely gone like what's going to happen i think it'd be interesting to 
do that and to show that and like where can you take you know where can you take a after this like what what, what do you yes. do with that so i think there's yep. there's plenty to do there and i think that'll be interesting to explore uh in future films um so that's cool um i feel like there was something big in this trailer that i'm forgetting um i don't know man something happened Is there? i watched it a while ago i've not really been thinking about marvel i'm gonna have to watch the trailer again i feel like there's something in it that i'm forgetting happening yeah i don't know dude i don't know um but maybe i'm wrong i mean there's there's different doctor Stranges. there's obviously like the evil strange the zombie strange um yeah i don't know i, I feel like i thought we covered everything in the trailer Yeah, maybe we did. No, I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, cool. Anyway. Doctor Strange looks cool. That's Doctor Strange, yeah. That's right. Um, I think those are the main things that we can cover before we can get into the major topic of this episode, which is, of course... Um, Elden Ring. No, um, I'm just joking. It's Horizon Forbidden West, obviously. Oh, no. Um, yeah. You I mean, baited yeah, we, me there. That's yeah, the bait sorry, and switch. Really, yeah, but I, I don't know anything about Elden Ring, so I don't really have Me neither. Yeah. But we could talk about it for an hour, I reckon. I reckon we probably could. Now, <clears throat> I reckon we could do it. What, what, when we say Elden Rings, is this somehow related to the Lord of the Rings, James? Could you tell yep. me that? Yep. It is. Yep. How so? Like, in what... Do you know the timeline? <clears throat> It's the twelfth age. The right, the twelfth yeah. age of Middle it's Earth. Quite, yeah, it's bold, but I think it's going to work out. What's how many years between the th- the end of the third age, right, where the end of the Lord of the Rings is, and obviously now the twelfth age, because yeah. there's thousands and thousands and thousands <clears throat> of it's like three and a half thousand years long. The third age in itself, how many? Is it? Are they that long? Are they shorter? Like, where, yeah, where, where this are is we? like this is like seventy thousand years in the future. This is, <laughs> <laughs> they still haven't figured out how to make a like a car yet. That yeah, they don't know yeah. what they're doing. They, Do they have magic? You know, still, yeah, they have. Yeah, they have magic. They have magic. Right, but no yeah. cars or no advanced technology. No, no, no. They just got stuck. Everything's exactly the same as it was. <laughs> In Lord of the Rings, they they were really? like, we don't we for don't know seventy thousand do. years. Yeah, everything's they were exactly like, we've got same. magic. We don't need you know an iPhone, so they didn't well, make one. <laughs> they thought they saw the iPhone and thought we don't need that. <laughs> no, we, we, we don't, don't need that. We, don't, we could have it, but we don't need it, so we're not no, gonna have it. No, no, t- yeah, no, too much, too much temptation there. They were like, we can't do that again. Not after the the Rings of Power, you know. <laughs> we can't make that mistake again with the iPhone. Um, right. Ah, yeah, yeah. I see. In the Files of Mordor, uh, <laughs> Forge secret this iPhone with yep. fucking five yeah. cameras on it or some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's too, so many cameras, just way too many cameras on it. Um, the whole yeah. thing's actually a camera. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they were like, we can't do this. We can't do this again. No technology ever again. We don't invent another thing. All right. Is that what, is that what the story of Elden Ring's about? Would you say? Yeah, the story of Elden Ring sort of tells, like, you know, how Middle-earth is at this point in time and the way that they sort of realise that they can never invent another thing because the last time they did that, you know, it almost <laughs> fell 
doubt the downfall of the world so they just yeah. they're now just yeah they're now just just in this purgatory of mm. keeping things exactly the same yeah um, so is some evil dark lord trying <clears throat> to create something new like an invention it's like, steve jobs yeah it's the sewing machine it's, yeah. it's the, <laughs> <laughs> yes it's yeah. the sewing machine someone's trying to yeah. invent the sewing machine in middle earth <laughs> And yeah. they're like, no way. And the sewing machine is called the Elden Ring. And that's why everyone's <laughs> so freaked out. Because yeah. like, not again. Another not one of those ring. again. It's not even yeah, a ring. Yeah. It's a sewing machine. It looks like a sewing yeah. machine. It's really big as well. Um, uh, couldn't wear was, it. Or was or the, the sewing machine forged the ring? Uh, no, no. It's just a normal sewing machine. It just makes clothes and scarves yeah. and things. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they yeah. magic scarves and clothes? Nope, normal, normal ones. <laughs> they just, yeah, yeah. it just, just patches yeah. up holes in clothes. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's yeah. it. That, but everyone's very, very scared of it. Um, yeah. Uh, so who do we play? Like, who? What's our role in it? Um, oh, we don't have a role in that. That's not even relevant. <laughs> <laughs> For Elden Ring, man, I'm so excited. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we are doesn't matter in Elden Ring. It just doesn't matter. That's not relevant. Does that get you hyped? Are you looking forward to Elden Ring? Oh, the great... <laughs> oh, the sewing machine. Yeah. Oh, it's called the Elden Ring. What does Elden mean? Oh. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. It's we'll the Elvish the word for, like, Olden Ring. So it's, like, some ring for the olden days, and they're like, oh, it's the one ring again. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it was just a mix-up. Miscommunication. Mistranslation, you know? Yeah. Okay, so we're nobody. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't and, matter. Don't worry about that bit. Yeah, and and do we have a? T- are we trying to find the Elden Ring? Are we trying to destroy the Elden Ring? Are we trying to stop the Elden Ring? Or no, 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 no. We just hear about it in a tavern once. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. And and that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's Everything it. So we do is separate. <laughs> to the main thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So the main thing's happening on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't you know hear about, about it sometimes. It. Like, you hear, you hear about, about it sometime. once and then, like, again later on. Yeah, right. But, like, that's just by chance. <clears> it's not really, like, it's not actually a connected story. That no, it's optional, You're a part too. of that. You can miss it. You you could you could go through the whole game <laughs> could, yeah. and never hear about the Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite yeah. bold move, yeah, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This yeah. is the boldest thing since the last of us part, too. Yeah, this, this is, is the most be... bold. I where you could go through yeah. the entire game from the start of the game to the credits, you're saying, and yeah. not hear yeah, yeah. or see the Elden Ring. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, when you play one of those games where they're like, well, you could play the whole thing without killing a single person. It's like that. But it's like you could play the whole thing and you just never hear about the Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> and that's sort of like <laughs> yeah. a run people can do, you know? If you yeah. want to do the, the no Elden Ring run, you just never, you know, speak to that NPC that will give you the... So, do you feel there'll be a lot of speed run, like, there'll be a speed running community around <clears throat> this sort of playthrough? I think so. I think it'll be a good skip. Would you, you know? partake in that? 
Yeah, I might. I might. Yeah, you know, yeah. that might be my it's, next speed run. What record would be the the Elden Ringless Elden Ring playthrough? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Any percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, who are you? That like I know it's not relevant who you are particularly, but do you pick your race? Are you a human? Are you, are there elves <clears throat> around? Are there hobbits around? Like who's um, around in the twelfth age of you, Middle Earth? I don't know about this. So you can so so it's just people. Um. So okay, so a, you can only be a, a man. Or yeah, a and and no no no, but the you race can only be a man. No, you can't be okay. a man. Oh, male. Is it, yeah. Oh, why is that? Because you know, you know, in keeping with Tolkien, look, we don't. This game doesn't have forced <laughs> diversity in it, so you can actually only be a white man um, in this game, which I know I I think is you know pretty cool of them. Yeah, to be that in keeping with Wait, Tolkien what? law, you know. It's, you know, you know me. I love right. my Tolkien lore. This is very... Okay. You yeah. know? I don't so, know anything about the 12th age you're telling, teaching me about it. So exactly, mind, exactly. And so you you play as a, just a man um, who lives in the Shire. Um, they a man in. that lives in the Shire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, sometime in the 6th age, the like <laughs> men came in and they, they burned it to the ground and they <laughs> killed every <laughs> hobbit. Um, During the 6th age? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now we're just people have, so it, it looks like it's they've, they've really built it up it's quite a large city um right oh yeah it's a metropolis yeah, yeah. it's, it's um, a metro- <laughs> the shire yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's um and they they well the so, shire is a region it's not oh, but they've made it just one big city. it's a city it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. and it's called the, the, the shire it's called the shire but it's just it's lots of like high-rise buildings now um, but i thought they hadn't invented anything it was exactly the same. Um, no, it's yeah, it's exactly the same. Just imagine like a, a high rise, you know, medieval building. It just it's just really so it's, big. So it's just towers, like stone towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just big stone towers. Um, okay. Yeah, and it's basically just like um, you just live there. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? You know. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's... Well, it's a farming simulator. So. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, from yeah, what yeah. I've seen, I guess from the gameplay. I <clears throat> to be fair, I haven't seen much. I wouldn't even know. No, yeah, it's really hard. Apparently, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. and those are it's from the studio that made. Um, wait, which studio is it again that made this? It's it's from Software. You know they they've decided to do something new. They right. previously made oh, Dark yeah, Souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought... Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. And they decided so, to just take it in a new direction. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> a lot of people were like, we want to return to that Dark Souls formula. And they were like, okay, but what if yeah. we did the hardest farming simulator we've ever made? And obviously they partnered with... Um, I don't know. Tolkien's grandson, whoever's whoever's doing this. You know? Yeah, okay. And he was—he right. was like, "I love the idea. I think it's a ma- an amazing idea." And they actually yeah. found like a piece of writing that, that Tolkien had left in a drawer. It was just like a piece of paper, yeah, um, with like a few notes scrawled down. They just turned that into a whole game, um, <laughs> right? And it was like twelfth yeah. age, seventy thousand years later. Yeah, exactly. It's ju- yeah. all just white men exist, and they're afraid exactly. to invent things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then yeah. someone accidentally <clears throat> invented the sewing machine called yep. the Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. That sews clothes and scarves and things, yeah. Um, but you—that's actually not—and that's like they've got to find that, destroy it. 
uh, to save the world, but that mm. actually isn't in the game. You only no, that's hear not what, about that's it. Not Maybe no, no, no. if you're lucky or choose to find it in like a tavern. Yes. In between yeah, farming yeah, yeah. in the Shire, that's high mm-hmm. rise stone buildings. Yep. yep. Cool. And that yep. comes out Friday. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes out Friday. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I'll I'm so out. excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Jesus fucking Christ. No. You're welcome. That was the dumbest conversation we've ever had. Um, <laughs> we, oh, well, you were right. We could have talked about that for an hour. We could have talked we about definitely could have, We hour. definitely could have kept going, yeah. Yeah. Um, but without further ado, <clears throat> well, let's okay, let's actually get serious. Let's get into Horizon oh, Forbidden West. Serious. Um, let's let's do get serious. It. Horizon Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Yeah. How many hours have you played of this game? Yeah, it's probably like 40 hours at this point. What? How many hours i played of this game. Yeah, it's got to be something like that. How have you not finished it? <clears throat> I'm just doing everything. I'm just soaking in everything. It's just... There's just... I, I'm just... I'm just enjoying being in this world so much that I'm just like... I have... There's no... Like, I have no urgency to just, like, go finish the main story. I'm just, like, enjoying every little thing. And I've liked that every single side quest feels so, like involved and interesting and like you know the animations and everything like it just feels like you're playing like this this isolated its own little story and i've been loving that about it so i've just been yeah i've just been just doing absolutely everything um, but i do like that the, the way the game is built like i am so over leveled and i have so many skills it's absolutely crazy um so i like that i can imagine if you only played the main story it's probably completely doable to just do that um, which was similar to Horizon Zero Dawn, the way that it's balanced. So I think that's really nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've been, I've been playing a lot. I'm playing a lot. Uh, so talk to me about the, your general thoughts, story, <laughs> game, overall included. You made a video calling it the perfect sequel. Tell me about it. I didn't want to watch the video and spoil your opinion for myself. So give me, give me a rundown. What do you mean <clears throat> by that? The perfect sequel. Yeah, so I think the way... Because a lot of games these days, when they tr- put out a new game, put out a sequel... They try to reinvent the wheel. They try to make it just this new new thing where, like, everything's changed and overhauled. Um, and I really miss when games used to just be sequels in, like, the way they're supposed to be. Like, Horizon Forbidden West is very much Horizon Zero Dawn, but it plays better. It looks better. It's got... You know, all the mechanics and, like, technical aspects are improved. Overall it's just a better game like they've just they've just improved on everything that needed improving on and i think that's something that we don't see a lot in video game sequels um very much to liken it to you know the SEO trilogy 82 to brotherhood it feels very similar in that aspect where you know horizon zero dawn to forbidden west is like an 82 to brotherhood um in the way that it's built as a game um and i think that's something that just shows what sony want to do with their ips and where they want to take them and it just it bodes well to me for god of war and for like ghost of shima when they eventually do sequel to that so <clears throat> that's something that i thought was just really off the bat just straight away was so noticeable from the, the inclusion of characters and 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 references and and payoffs and stuff like that from from horizon zero dawn that it just felt like I felt like I was revisiting Zero Dawn for something new, not I was like doing something completely new, and that's exactly what you want from a sequel. Um, and to me, it's just like so refreshing to have that 
because I, I don't feel like I've played a game that's a true sequel like this for such a long time. Um, even when you look at like The Last of Us Part 2, although it was like a sequel, there's a time skip and it tells a new story. Or you look at Uncharted, like each one is sort of a different story, although there's some continuity between them. Whereas this is just like, it picks up where you left off pretty much and you just go into, you know, what's the continuation of this? It's not like a new story. It's the same story. There's more to it and you follow it through and that is what I really, really like about it. I just think it works so well as a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. I completely agree with you. Everything you said, point to point, it... And and we I, I hate making Assassin's Creed comparisons. I hate it, but it is yeah. this it just so happens to be the perfect one. AC two to Brotherhood. The continue straight on. The story wasn't finished where you thought it would finish, it actually continues on. There's more to it. Yeah. And it, it it's put you down in the world that when you play Horizon Midwest, it plays like you're playing Zero Dawn, like you said. It feels like you're playing the same game, but when you look at it closer, the gameplay's been built on. The graphics yeah. look incredible. I can't get over these visuals. It's fucking insane. It's wild. These visuals. And and the way the game runs and all the extra additions and, and the more you can do within the world and how much more balanced it is. The expansiveness of the world, the customization, the skills, there's so much more to this game. Uh, but you've got to look closer because on the surface, you just feel so familiar. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're back in this world again. Yeah. And... What it gives you in terms of... I haven't seen a game do a, a recap to a first game and introduction better. This is one of the great intros of any game all time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not just the recap that perfectly sets you up within this world, but also the opening hour with story and making what you've just done in Zero Dawn feel important still, like it's relevant, like it's leapfrogging you onto the the future story and introducing you, or reintroducing you, I should say, to some great side characters who are obviously going to be important within Forbidden West. And mm-hmm. they're making them even more important characters <clears throat> that maybe in the first game, yeah, they were good and they were side characters, <clears throat> but you haven't spent a lot of time with them and they're really now giving you a lot of depth to a lot of these side characters and they're just trying to go a bit deeper with everyone and I really like the way they've done that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that the whole opening to the game just solidified for me because the biggest thing I was worried about going into Forbidden West was just, is this going to have the same vibe as Zero Dawn? Like, what questions can we ask? And I mean, after doing the podcast with Random SideQuest, um a lot of that was sort of quelled for me was like okay so there's a lot of things that were introduced in zero dawn that i'd either forgot about or didn't know about um that yeah he really changed my whole mood for this game yeah for sure i was like wow there's so much lore that like i've forgotten about i didn't know about which was so nice and so going into this game i was like had some expectations and immediately off the bat it was like oh i know about this thing we talked about this this is so interesting um that they're actually delving into these things and it was like okay i'm immediately hooked like i want to know more about this because like i was already thinking about it because of the podcast that we did like there was already these questions about these particular you know little little tidbits from from zero dawn so it was nice then going into forbidden west to be able to explore that a little bit more um and and see where they where they take that whole storyline um which i've been really really just really enjoying i think it's it's got the, the exact right vibes just that mystery and intrigue and the the lore there and like the history and all of that stuff where you're just like you want to know more like i just every time i get like a big like a big pause moment that sort of acts similar to the moment you get in the frozen wilds where you can sit down and you can talk to cyan the ai 
um, for about all these different questions you have about Zero Dawn um, and stuff. Every time I get a moment like that with a character um, that maybe knows a bit more than I do, um, I'm just, it's so fun. Like, I'm just, I'm loving every single little dialogue option. I just want to know as much as I possibly can because it's such an intriguing world with such, like, intriguing history and lore that I just want to know more about it. And they managed to nail that the same way they did uh, Zero Dawn. And I think Aloy coming at it from a new perspective now, because Zero Dawn is about her coming to terms with it and learning everything and figuring it out. But you start Forbidden West and she knows everything. You know, she's been through this. She's got that experience. And she's had time to really look into everything and research everything because it's six months later. And so you see her as she's so much more confident in herself and in all of this stuff and it's just so it's so cool to see like she just look she just like has this vibe about it she's so charismatic and so confident um and i really like seeing that and so her then coming at this new information from like a different angle that's maybe a bit more like you feel like you're up to speed with it you feel like you're on the same page like you both sort of figured out everything as you went along in zero dawn uh and then going into this you're both very confident in everything and like now it's finding out new things not from the point of view of like i know nothing but i know something and i need to know more sort of thing um and i think all of that was executed just really well and it shows like character development and a good a good starting point to then push off from in forbidden west which i just think was yeah i just think it's been really 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 cool yeah i think what i actually want to spend the most time talking about with you outside of the general <clears throat> world but in terms of story and this isn't spoiler because it's set up very early on the thing that has surprised me the most about this game in terms of its plot and the thing I've been most happy with is mm-hmm. actually what they're doing with Aloy in this mm-hmm. game. Now, what I mean by that is, and they've set it up so subtly and I'm digging it. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to spend any time really like howling over the story until we do the spoiler cast because there's a moment early on in the story here that I've just played and I'm not that far in that blew my fucking mind and i can't believe we're already doing this shit this early in the game and i'm like holy shit Mm -hmm. you know and i'd heard from people from reactions i'd seen i was like oh i feel like something happens early on that's really big or that blows Mm -hmm. people away i was like oh we have to talk about like you even said we have to talk about i'm like oh shit why did like you seem like i have to have played some of it so i i even asked you this morning is there a part i need to have gotten up to and i've just gotten up to it Um, right but again we can't talk about that until the spoiler cast because a lot of yeah, stuff yeah, but yeah, with Aloy sure. specifically what I want to talk about is her as a character and what they're doing with character development because I've heard some complaints from Zero Dawn some people that didn't like Aloy were oh, about Aloy mm-hmm. that like Mary Sue vibes she's just perfect knows everything the best the best the best yeah, which I don't what agree with but I don't I don't agree with either but I can see if they don't do something different with her in this game that she could easily become that later right because she is so perfect in so many ways but she's so new to the world and she's she's just so like curious about what's going on and she's got so many questions and that's big part of her character and what makes her so special in zero dawn is the way and what makes aloy just special in general as a character what separates her from everyone else is the fact that she connects with people Mm. all people that's her X factor. That's what's special about her. Yeah, she's smart and she's a, a technically a clone of Elizabeth Sobeck, right? Like genetically. Yeah. That's obviously why she's chosen one, quote unquote, right? Like it's up to her to save the world. But what actually is special about her, what actually sets her apart as a character is her ability to connect with people and with the, the characters of the world. Yeah. 
Now, what they're doing in Forbidden West, and they set up super early on, what I dig, I dig, I dig, I dig, I dig, is the fact that they're fucking with that part of her character. Mm -hmm. She is pushing people away constantly at the start of this game. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the start of this game is her not being able to connect with the people she's connected with. Like, she, they're actually putting this weight of the world that she has on her shoulders. They're not just having a, like, well, she's chosen one so she can handle it, and this here's the weight, and now go save the world, and it's easy. Uh, like, the complications aren't that, oh, it's actually hard to save the world. The complications are that she's feeling the weight of the world on her shoulders, and that's affecting her ability to be herself. Yeah. So what separates her as a character is that she connects with all these people that we that are now being reintroduced in this sequel some major characters but she is unable to keep those proper connections with them because she's dealing with the weight of the world she's so busy trying to save it she's you know people are like oh you're just going to abandon us or you just left us oh, of course you've got to save the world you don't have time to have a drink with me like all these different characters you meet early on introduced i'm like oh they're really making it complicated for her it's like a very peter parker spider-man storyline it's she's got with great power comes great responsibility and with that she's living two lives Mm -hmm. and the pressure of that responsibility is pushing down on her or what makes her special which is her ability to connect with characters and i'm love uh, and i'm looking forward and i hope that that pays off in this game where it actually she has to learn she can't just go too fast she can't just be in a rush to save the world because she's gonna hurt herself she's gonna get injured she's gonna lose lives she's gonna get other people hurt if she doesn't just stop and think and calm down Mm. because she's letting the pressure really get to her and i'm loving that and this is not i may just well this is the setup of the game i'm super early on this is the part of the character that i want to see explored by the end of this game i want to see her have to learn from that mistake and that's such an interesting character development point that's just a subtext of the overarching narrative which in and of itself is fucking mental yeah i am vibing so hard with this game and its story what what are your thoughts on this what i've just mentioned about aloy and her character have you thought about that is that something you've sort of been no yeah definitely definitely definitely. um i i think one of the cool things about that was the, the sort of um i guess the way i looked at it was like it's showing the similarities but also the differences between aloy and elizabeth sobeck in the way that aloy is very much a people person she loves people and she connects with people like you said and in in having the weight of the world on her shoulders the fact she's got to save the world it's pushing those people away you get to see those similarities to elizabeth in the way that Elizabeth was very, very focused on saving the world, but she didn't have a lot of a lot to ground her there. Ultimately, you know, that's why she ended up doing what she did where she gave her life, because she cared so much about saving the world, but not so much about the people in it. Um, and that I think that's quite an interesting juxtaposition between the two of them, because Aloy very much does care about the people in it, but she's at the point, you know, when we meet her at the beginning of the game, she is pushing people away um and sort of you can see her sort of i guess becoming or taking on that elizabeth sobeck role um and it'll be interesting to see if by the end of the game she sort of finds her own individuality and is like no the reason i want to save the world is because i care so much about every person that lives in the world um because of the connection she's made throughout zero dawn and forbidden west um and i think that'll be something interesting to explore um with her character so i i, I do feel that it's something they've explicitly brought up 
for the purpose of exploring um maybe not as the main main story obviously but as something there to to have a sort of character growth and development alongside you know what we're exploring in the main story which i think is really cool yeah yeah absolutely aloy's aloy has been such an important character to playstation already and i one thing i was thinking earlier at the start of this game is i'm like aloy's already an iconic sony character how crazy is that this is only a second game and i just feel like playing as a at the start of this game, I was like, holy fuck, I'm back playing as Aloy. The same way for an Xbox, sometimes you jump in like in a Halo 3 or, or, or Halo 4 and you're like, oh my God, it's Master Chief. There's this weird like, or Nathan Drake. Like there's these special iconic characters where when you start playing as them, you feel this sense of wow factor. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. shit, I'm playing as this character. Yeah, this is awesome. There's a charisma, there's a presence, there's a history of that character. I already felt that starting this game and playing is okay yeah, yeah. that's crazy me to me yeah for sure it's it was really good to revisit and come back and just uh, she's just i just fucking love her she's just such a really good character like every single scene she's in i just she's just so good and like ashley birch does an incredible job with the with the with the the acting like she's just brilliant she just embodies the character so well and i think the writing as well like aloy feels consistent with zero dawn because over the course of zero dawn you go from She's always been very curious and very sure of herself. I mean, like, you see that because she grew up with a focus as a kid. So, obviously, she's still going to have a better understanding of the world than most people. But you see her learn that throughout Zero Dawn and discover things and figure stuff out and how AI works and what AI is and uh, the history and, like, who these different people are, like Elizabeth Sobeck and Ted Farrow and everybody. So, it's interesting then going into... One of the things that I just love so much about Forbidden West is just how much more confident Aloy is. Like you come back to this character and it's not like a reset where she's like exactly the same and she has to learn it all again. Like she already knows this. She's bringing the knowledge she learned throughout Zero Dawn and the six months between the two games. And you can see her just like, she's so confident and like so just this 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 vibe about her where she's just so in control. And I, I love that. I think it's just so like a joy to see whenever she's in a scene, she, she like, she's always the one that's like the most confident, the most on like in control. I think that's really, really cool. And she's but I just think like... I think sometimes that's also what's great about what they're complicating <clears throat> with the characters that she's sometimes mm-hmm. losing control, and and like yeah, I, sure. like because early on, yeah, she's got that confidence, like you said. I felt it too. It's like oh, she's she so knows this, and even funny moments of like, um, there's major characters that at the start with she'd have to just put up with their nonsense and because they're a high political office or they're whatever, and she's just like telling them to shut the fuck up. Like I'm able, yeah. you know what I mean? I I. Mm-hmm i got a, a purpose here and it's like that's fucking sick love the confidence but then sometimes that also le- is leading her to making mistakes because she's not stopping and mm-hmm. thinking about what she's doing before she does it which yeah for is sure. also there's consequences of that too so it's i like that it's not just hey i level up i'm more confident i know everything now it's like yeah i know everything but what comes with that there's there's some negative so i need to learn to balance that as well so that's why i feel like this game's about is yeah, balancing yeah. the the confidence that she has and that level of which she has of responsibility and also understanding how to to also be humble enough with it in yourself to know that you can fuck up and make mistakes. You've got to be mm-hmm. patient. You've got yeah. to really, like, be careful. You're not indestructible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, in terms of gameplay, in terms of the world building, in terms of things we, we can't spoil, mm-hmm. um, how, do you, how do you feel about 
this world, the way they introduce the Forbidden West and the open world so far. I'm the well, not the first area. There's sort of like a bit of a tutorial area before you can really run free. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, even then, there's probably multiple. There's the introduction area. Of the main map, there's the tutorial area. And then there's like, I'm in the next first main area. That's where yeah. I still am. Yeah. How, how far are you? Have you got the whole map sort of uh, unlocked at this point? No, I'm probably about... I've probably got about half the map uh, Holy done, shit, you're 40 so... hours in. In... yeah i've been doing a lot i've been doing a lot i've been doing Dude, this, a lot there's this too much it's there's uh there's, much there's there's a lot of stuff well the good thing is you don't have to do it all you know i'm i'm just choosing to do it all and i think okay, I, good. I just that's one of the things no i've done like literally from where you are in the main story which you you said where you were i don't know if you've done any more than that um, no, since not really. but from that point to where i am i'm probably three story missions ahead of you um wow but dude, i've done so much in between just so much um which the game does encourage you blast. well to do side content because i just got up to a point where it's like <clears throat> i should go here or i could explore this area for a bit i'm like yeah you know what yeah. i will do that aloy i will explore yeah. this area for a bit yeah i've been loving i think that i think i've i've sort of i've been doing side quests as i come across them i've got a couple like just stored up because i got to a point in the story where i kind of just wanted to push on a little bit um but i've i've been really loving doing like the uh the old world relics like the the little where you get like a little puzzle inside a building and you have to like find a relic and like you get little notes as you go through and stuff oh and i haven't done any of those um, oh they're really cool they're like little just little like puzzly like things which are just like really cool i just really enjoy doing them i don't know there's something about it it like scratches an itch for me just like navigating around like this little ruin and figuring out like exactly how to solve the puzzle moving a crate pulling stuff out the wall and stuff um which has just been sort of nice i like doing those um and then i've just kind of been going around different towns exploring stuff doing the tall necks um and do, have doing you done a bunch all the tall side stories uh no no i've only done like three of them i think um wow which i really love the way they do tall necks in this game like everyone i've done is completely different like the first one i did was the most similar to zero dawn uh in terms of like just getting to the top of a thing jumping onto it uh then the other ones have just been like completely different um in how you approach doing them which is really cool um it's like really different this is like some like some really inventive creative ways of like having this tall neck be um accessible and i think that's really really cool that's something that this game does a lot more of is everything feels unique and varied like everything feels thoughtful nothing feels copy pasted um maybe the only thing i would say is like the bandit camps which i'm not too fond of i don't really care about those i'll probably do them at some point maybe but they're not like top priority of like thing to do because it's like it's just a bandit camp like whatever i like the there's a storytelling aspect to it like when you do a bandit camp aloy will have something to say and like you investigate the camp and like it will have like relevance to like another quest and like it will link to something else so i like that about it um but at at the end of the day they are just bandit camps and it's like you know whatever it's yeah i I don't need to do that but everything else has been really good i think the, the world is just a huge step up from zero dawn in terms of the density of it um as and zero dawn was very dense world with a lot going on but i just think there's so much more density to this game uh, and variety um in terms of what you can do and what you can see um it just feels like the world just keeps changing and it's always evolving and you're always discovering new stuff and exploring and the 
the the the law there and the different tribes and the people it's just there's so much um happening and i just think it's so well put together in such like a well-designed way um i'm just yeah just having a really really good time just discovering every little detail of the world and just sort of going around at my own pace and discovering things it's been it's been it's just like a really solid open world game and which is crazy because i'm like you know kind of sick of open world games but this is just kind of like it's made me remember like why i love them in the first place um which i think is something quite special yeah it's amazing to think that when we look back at horizon zero dawn five years ago and this beautiful game and new world we played and how excited we were for the future of it that man isn't it just nice to get a sequel that's just overall just brilliant yeah you know what i so mean nice. that's just exactly what you want from a sequel it's no more than what we wanted from it it's not mm-hmm. sitting there and being like we are somehow blowing your socks off in this revolutionary new sequel it's like no we're exactly what you want us to be no more no less it feels and so nice like it just feels yeah. comfortable but like all of the new introductions are so welcome that it's like oh, it just feels good. like I, I genuinely don't think i've played a sequel like this maybe since brotherhood like yeah, where honestly, it just feels honestly. so nice to come back to it's like i feel like i'm at home with it and it's just so yeah. nice such a good feeling um and it's been such a while since i've had that yeah that's yeah i totally agree man just that follow-on story the world where you're playing the game just feels the way the old game felt in mm-hmm. all the best ways yeah and we're with a great character and a great story and what they've done with these side characters as well and the extra depth they've given them have been breaths of fresh air they're characters i didn't care much for in zero dawn to be honest like i liked them but i'm like yeah. oh i guess we'll see them again in this game cool but already I'm like, man, I love all these characters way more here than I did there. They've just given that extra layer of depth and care yeah, and connection yeah. to Aloy that I'm just really, really loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel the same way about new characters they've introduced too. Like as you keep going through and you meet new people, um, I feel like they've given them so much more depth than they gave to what would have been new characters in Zero Dawn. Um, like you say, like with like characters like Val and Erend, um, you know, like Val, I liked Val. I didn't dislike Val in Zero Dawn, but I didn't really care about him. It's like whatever. Agreed. Like he's a character that Aloy knows. But in this game, like I fucking love him. I think he's brilliant. Such yeah. a good character. Um, and they've like added so much depth there. And I think they've given that same care to new characters they introduced. That you know, if they make a third game, when when you see those characters returning, you're like, oh, I fucking love that character because you, you know they've built a connection with them in Forbidden West. So. Um, I think that's something they've really done well that's an improvement from Zero Dawn for sure. Yeah, they've definitely built a lasting legacy already with these two games. To to justify a third, um, again, I'm not, I don't know if this game ends, uh, we haven't finished it, but, hmm. you know, uh, already it's very justifiable. You'd, you'd continue Aloy in this franchise uh, in the future uh, and cement Aloy as a, as a Sony PlayStation, like, icon. Icon. Mm-hmm. With your Kratos and your you nathan drake and your joel and ellie's you know what i mean like that's how mm-hmm. iconic aloy i think already is now with yeah. this with the sequel um that's just i haven't heard a bad word about this game from from fans i've seen no. some reviews that i from people i've never heard of um you know but most of the reviews were really really good it, it was mm-hmm. it, got, it got great critic scores and it sounds like fans absolutely adore it. It's not just you and it's not just me, but it was so good to see from you to say, dude, you've got to play Horizon Bin West. And that's partly why like, I was away on the weekend. So I didn't play until Sunday afternoon. So we normally record Sunday night, but you gave me an extra day. So I got 
I've, I've probably played five hours of the game now, mm-hmm. which, you know, to, for me, it's a lot to play in two days. It's a shitload of game to play. Um, yeah, for sure. But, but I've really, really been loving it. Um, and, and again, I can't wait until I, I, I finish work and training tomorrow and I get home and have some dinner and play uh, Forbidden West again. Like that's, that's fucking exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's definitely one of those games. It's, it's bit like, it's just so, I think it's like most times when like a PlayStation game comes out, I'm very specifically with this cause it's a sequel to a game that I love so much. Um, it's just, it just feels so good to play and it just feels like it just, it, it reminds me so much like why I really love games. Um, when you play a game of like this quality and this caliber, cause there's so much shit that gets released that like when you play a really good game it just sort of i don't know it's sort of like a refresher of like yeah okay video games are actually really 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 good when they're good um and this is definitely one of those and it's definitely solidified to me that like horizon is one of my favorite franchises for sure like i love it so much it's up there like top five for me um Mm -hmm. favorite franchises that exist um because i just me too yeah love it so much i love it so much well, I definitely put Zero Dawn, if not in my top 10, is in my top 15 favorite games of all time. I loved, loved, loved mm-hmm. Zero Dawn. Um, and this, I feel like, is already fitting into that same sort of category. So I definitely put Horizon up there as yeah. one of my favorite franchises. And certainly at the moment, it's top three favorite franchises. Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts, God of War, Horizon. Like of current ongoing franchises. Mm-hmm. I'd say happily I'd put those in, in the top three. What else is still going? I mean, Last of Us. I'd put Last of Us in the top five. It'd probably be fourth. I does I that Last count of... as a franchise though? Like, it's just well, two games. Many, I mean, I guess that's how many Horizon has. Bro. Yeah, but I guess like Horizon is more of like a. I don't know. I don't know. I nah, guess to dude, me, I see. I guess can't. to me, I see the Last of Us as like just two individual movies, almost stories, like that just sort of exist. Nah, that's Whereas, so weird. That's such a weird way to look. I don't at know. It. I, I just don't see it as one from the events of the first is two I games. I guess so. Yeah, that's weird. It's a course of franchise, and there's just as likely to be a third Last of Us as there is to be a third Horizon. Yeah, sure. I get. Yeah, I guess so. It's a f- completely the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's just weird. Like, it's just weird how that works in my head. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's you just are. How that I is see weird. It. That is weird that you think that way. I agree. It's just how I see it. It's so odd. I guess it's like when a franchise does, like, lots of different things, I guess. I don't know. No, I don't. I it no feels like, the, the, like, I don't know. I guess, like, I don't, I don't know. It's so difficult to explain. I don't know. Last was as a TV series. Yeah, you I guess so. You know what I mean? It's got way more to it. It's, it's a franchise. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. I don't know why yeah. I yeah, feel I don't, the I don't way know that why I do. Either. I'm so um, confused. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, Last of Us Part Two definitely in my top five as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd say. I thought that second game was a fucking masterpiece. Um, yeah. But what else is still going? Halo is ha- Halo. Halo. Halo <laughs> isn't in my top um, five. Halo. Yeah. It wouldn't be. No, it's a piece um, of shit. I mean, it would be in my top right. five. I don't even know. Final Fantasy would be in my top five for sure. Mm. Fucking love those games. I mean, I've only played one Final Fantasy, and I think it's a fucking masterpiece. But I can't say it's you know my favorite franchise or anything. No, no, um, no I get that. But <clears throat> Red Dead. I mean, we've got to put Red Dead in there. There's only two games: Red Dead Redemption. That's the franchise. Yeah, true. I guess so. I guess. I guess for me, I guess what's like weird about it for me is because like 
would Red Dead Redemption... I guess Red Dead Redemption 2 is, like, one of my favourite games of all time. I guess that means my I love, like... I guess my top five would be the Red Dead franchise. But, like, it's weird to me because it's kind of just one game that's done that, like... Because... But that's what Horizon is too, bro. I don't know. No, but I think no, but I think but I think it's I love Horizon. You're Zero thinking Dawn of a franchise like on, it's like, like the same a bit level. Of a... Right. So like to me, I guess for me, like The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two are just on different levels where like The Last of Us Part Two is the one where I'm like, that is like one of the greatest things I've ever played. So yeah. I guess to me it's like, do I love The Last of Us franchise or do I just really love The Last of Us Part Two? I, right. I guess it's like well, um, well, I mean, Red Dead Redemption Two and Red Dead Redemption One are top five, both in the top five, six favorite games of all time, for me. True. I so that's why it's probably similar. my second. It's probably my second favorite, really, because the only like God of when I look at God of War, I'm like, yeah, I'm pumped for Ragnarok, but I've only played God of War, um, four and like watched three in like a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like, guess I guess for me I guess where I'm thinking of this from is that it's in my head is like is this something that could go on forever or is it finite and I guess to me like Horizon you could do lots and lots of Horizon end. games and you, like you for like God of War I just know like you know you don't when you're done with Norse where are you gonna go you're gonna go Egypt where you're gonna do next like there's so much you can do in the future whereas when you look at the last of us I'm like they have one game left in them probably and then you're wrapping that up because it's too much otherwise so to me it's like if something's if if i feel that something is like finite so much to the point where i'm like they are done with it or very nearly done with it it just doesn't yeah. feel like a it, like so i guess an ongoing franchise i don't know like red dead redemption like that's you know i guess if they keep making different red dead games i'll be like oh so it's a franchise that's going forever but i guess if with just red dead redemption it's like that's over now so i guess i don't but know there's, gonna, there's gonna be a third red dead redemption and that we do know Nah, no way. Yeah. Why would they do a third Red Dead Redemption? There, dude. They will find a way. I promise you. There'll be a nah. third Red Dead Redemption. I doubt it. I don't. I don't. I definitely. I don't think there's a need. need. What would you? What would you do? I'm just saying to you, man. There's gonna be a third one. I just hope you know that. They're not gonna do one. Yeah, they are. Nah, this is Rockstar. They know what they're doing. I mean, I'm, if I, I agree. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a third one though. But you don't need it. It's, the story's done. It's over. Mm, we'll see. Nah, we'll see. it's not happening. I'm saying it here, here, and now. I'm gonna bet we'll my see. life on it. Well, I mean, I would say we'll make a bet on it, but the game will probably come out what in eight years, and you'll be dead by then. That would be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So exactly. there's not even a point of making a bet with you about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because but... I'll win anyway, but I'll also be dead, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Um. But. Yeah, that is weird the way you're thinking about franchises. That's such a weird thing. Mm. I just they're franchises. They are. Yeah, they. I mean, they are technically franchises. I guess it's just in my head. I'm like, is this something that could just like exponentially go on forever? Or... Is it like Marvel where we can make ten thousand of them? Yeah, exactly. I guess to me, like that's a franchise where it's like I'm into Marvel, so like there's always something new happening. Um, and it's weird to me because Horizon is like we've only had two games over the course of five years so it's not really the same but I guess to me I'm like this is something that's going to just grow and grow and they're going to keep going with it um, but then yeah. when I look at the last of us I'm like look they've got one more game it'll come out in like ten years it's not really like 
I don't know. It just yeah. doesn't feel the same. I don't know. I understand it's, that it doesn't feel the same because it's not the same, but it's still a franchise. It is still a franchise, but I guess, yeah. I guess that's why I wouldn't put it... I guess I wouldn't put it in, like, my top because I'm like, what's something that's, like, relevant and consistent and always sort of happening? And something that I, like, really, really love both of. I guess I just really love Horizon that much where I'm like, it is my favourite franchise even when they're not releasing stuff. I think you've just got recency bias because you're a weird cunt. No, that's not even true. I, I I felt Horizon was definitely a contender for one of my favorite franchises before Forbidden West, but this is just solidified that, yeah, no, I absolutely love this franchise so much. Like, both games, are, to me, on very similar levels of how much I love them. Um, and it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird, though. I don't know. Right. Okay. I yeah. mean, okay. I... <laughs> It doesn't even matter, does it? You know what I mean? No, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, is there anything you want to add about Horizon Forbidden West before we wrap this episode of the As Always podcast up? I don't think so. I think we've talked enough about it. There'll be plenty more to talk about when we do the spoiler cast, which will be That's a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, I'm sure we'll chat next to Four Pillars podcast as well, a little bit spoiler-free about Horizon just to see what George and Ethan also think. Um, yeah. But I know they're both loving it, but keen to chat about it and more next week on the four pillars podcast so again if you like what you're listening to here subscribe to the four pillars network on youtube where you can watch the videos for these podcasts for the four pillars podcast and uh every other week the as always podcast where the mm-hmm. aim is next episode in the as always podcast to have maddie mr maddie plays back on the show he's supposed to be on the end of last year we didn't get him but we're reorganized and he'll be on next episode of the as always podcast that's super exciting one of our favorite guests and one of mm-hmm. guests of the year in fact in 2021 yeah. so it would be very exciting um to have him back and to chat more about horizon forbidden west it's going to be a topic for a long time um so i hope you enjoyed this episode of the as always podcast where we did deep dive into horizon we took a really really deep dive more than anything i'd say though into elden ring yeah um and i think that was I'd go as far as to say masterful podcasting by yourself, James. You really blew me away with your knowledge. Um, thank you. Thank of you. Tolkien, I appreciate that. Your knowledge that. of Middle Earth. Um, and and just, my knowledge of Elden Ring. Of course. And your knowledge of Elden Ring. Most importantly. Which really helped, um, you know, for me to understand it. Because now I feel like I can play the game now. Where yeah, before you can. I wasn't going to get it. You've literally sold a copy of Elden Ring. At least Wonderful. one. I'd, I'd say I'd go as far as say thousands. Yeah, I think so too. When yeah, all yeah, said yeah. and done, I think every person that listens to the show is probably going to buy one. So the view count probably represents how many we've sold. I reckon. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say I'd say more though. I'd say you'll sell more copies in this podcast gets views. I think so too. Yeah, I think that's probably right. <laughs> yeah, that's what that I makes would say. sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. That's what I would say. Um, but mm-hmm. again, if you are enjoying what you're listening to here, ladies and gentlemen, you want to hear more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always and you get more podcast content that includes over 130 episodes of the clubhouse podcast best podcast on the internet available to stream right now for just as little as a dollar a month and you can also for five dollars or more get on the credits of all of our podcasts the clubhouse podcast and the as always podcast so to thank those three vintage lads we have ollie the superior ollie avery dobbs clark 53 damien epic alaric or gil gadad gil galads 
Shining Shaft, Ferentino, Flash Paradox, Franco, Jesper Olsen, King Richard III, Ryan Hayfart, Tristan Weaver, Viridian, Ballsack 47, Aragon, Kim Summer Gamer, Cream Pass, Sicaris, aka Kieran Adam, the Tobias Forge Simp, Alfie Robert, Andy Kill, Big Dick, 6699, Begging Higgins, it's thankful for a stick brethren, but in the club is BFHC, Biggest Fucking Virgin, Bodge, PEQ, Overlord, The Elder, Brian Ford, Buttermilk, Jesus, aka Zacchino, Call Me Daddy, Christian 0210, Connor DeRose, Bull in the Alley, Dry Man Gamer 101, Eli, Emil Catborg, Gridito Hacker, Ethan Dean, Fishy Furious, Coco Jean, Give Me a Penis, Geeko Swag, God Bless, The Visionary, Zach Schneider, Gwen Hughes, Harrison Daly, Hookie, Jack, DG1998, Jaden B. Bennett, Joe, The Founded Scarab, Josh Duvillier, Josh J. Anderson, Joshua Morick, Assassin, Christian Rowe, Liam Luca, Lucas R05, Louis de Leon, Lumistrad, Mac Watto one two three Mario fifty three eighty Master Bass Max H Muddy Unicorn Nick Miller Otaku World Seven our best and favorite mod Brandy Phillips Still Wagon Radock Rav Josh Seth Son of a Bitch OG Doggo Sparky Buck Sussy Imposter um, Amogus Moment The Blue Cow Thefmas They call me the Greeny Bear but Assassin Christmas is long gone A.K. Connor Tony Walshy and Zeppo Thank you Sweet Vigil Labs for helping power this podcast and we'll see you next nice. time for another episode of the Aswords Podcast Thank you and goodbye. Bye, everybody.